And you're all very welcome once again. 51551 is our text. Kira King is across from me. Good morning, Kira King. Good RTE morning. Presenter, you've been on the late, um, the late, very late, late date. Yes. Uh, all week. And, and we made you watch these films before you went to I work here. I went to see Barbie yesterday evening before I came in to do a late date last night. Yeah. So that was a wild evening. A wild evening. Um, so let's judge you first of all. I, so you do, because you do film reviews. I've heard you do, um, see you do film reviews. Are you a film critic? I wouldn't call myself film critic because I don't think that's fair on my friends who are actual film critics in the media in well, Ireland. Well, hang on a second. What makes a film critic compared to someone who just watches a film and tells us what they think about it? Um, they probably would describe it better than I would describe it. Ah, don't be doing Do you yourself know? But down. Anyway. Don't be doing yourself down. Okay, so we've got two massive differently different vibes going on. Is that fair to say? Very fair to say. Yeah. Well, we use some clips to stabilise ourselves so we can see just how different these vibes are. Um, this is, well, this is going to be the Barbie vibe, okay? And this is from, this is from the Barbie official soundtrack Oh that's a that's a boppy boppy vibe and this is the Oppenheimer <laughs> world <laughs> Um light and dark Ooh, Very Christopher Nolan very, I'm going to have to bring it down because so that, that actual Sorry. that sound clip that's what it felt like to watch Oppenheimer for three hours ah. that's what it felt like that, what was going on in my mind watching Oppenheimer <laughs> for those three hours <laughs> yeah okay remind us what Oppenheimer is about okay. uh, and why is it a film it is Killian Murphy as J. Robert Oppenheimer and he is seen as the father of the atomic bomb and it tells mm. the story of the man who led the United States development of the first nuclear weapons during World War II Okay, so Weird. it's bundle of laughs. It's a bundle of laughs. Yeah. So, is it a character study? Is there is there action in it? it? Doesn't feel like there could be action in something about a scientist. There actually is. There, yeah, there is. It, it is the telling of. It starts with uh, in 1954, uh, Robert Oppenheimer. He's called before a secret hearing of the Atomic Energy Commission to look into his parent leanings towards communism early in his career. Oh, okay, this sounds really the heavy, witch right? Hunt begins, yeah. And obviously, the story of how Oppenheimer became the face and father of the atomic bomb that ended up killing thousands of people in Hiroshima and Nagasaki mm-hmm. is told. It's told very accurately um, and that's that's another reason why the movie is three hours long. There's an awful lot to fit in around the story of Oppenheimer yeah. and how it got to those particular trials. And it has a huge cast. Oh my God, oh, the very, cast very. is absolutely incredible. Obviously, Killian Murphy, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Florence Pugh's in it, uh, Kenneth Branagh, Robert Downey Jr. and Josh Hartnett actually makes an appearance and ah. I haven't seen him in a movie. He's having in, a bit of a comeback, isn't he? he? Yeah, he's re- he's excellent in this and also, I don't know, are, is there people out there that are fans of Drake and Josh? It was on Nickelodeon. Well, Josh right. Peck appears in this. I think he was Josh in Drake and Josh and he has a very important role in the movie and it's just, it was kind of, it was a bit wild to see all these famous actors popping up, you know, at, at different I stages see, over yes. the course in of the In a very, very hours. serious film. In a really serious film but then, as I said, at a very important part of the movie, you've got Josh Peck popping up and you're like, oh, there's your man from Drake and Josh. So a little bit disconcerting, just a little bit distracting. Uh, so it's three hours. Now, it is. So films better be good if they're going to be three hours. Yeah. And I would definitely recommend going to the bathroom beforehand. <laughs> OK, so, so you can get you can sit for it for three hours. I'm middle aged now. That wouldn't even do it. Um, so uh, go to the bathroom and then don't drink anything. Yeah, don't drink anything. Just sit there and watch it. It's extremely tense and exciting, but uh, it is extremely long. And you, I would recommend having just a little do a little bit of homework before you go and see this movie. And I know you're like, oh. what? Do a little bit of homework. I just want to go to the cinema and experience something. 
But I found that I was, you know, I was kind of sitting at the edge of my seat for lots of different reasons, but also just to keep track of what was actually going on and what was unfolding because there's an awful lot to unpack. Okay, so it's the it's a film for the smarts and uh, to make you feel so you can go around town and going, yeah, I thought it was my favourite film of the year, actually, Oppenheimer. I mean, there's probably an element of that as well, but it's one of the best movies that I've seen in the cinema in a long time. And I recommend serious? seeing it in the cinema. Don't wait to, mm. until it's released on whatever streaming service because there's one particular scene where they, it's called the Trinity Test. It's where they're um, testing the atomic bomb. And there's something that Christopher Nolan does, which just leaves you at the edge of your seat because you know what happens. History has told you what has happened. Yeah. Okay. They test the bomb. But they use the bomb. Yeah. So you're he so. He feels bad about yeah, it. Yeah. You're so immersed in the movie that you're like, oh my God, is this going to work? Is all these years of research and all the billions of dollars that have been oh, put right. into this, is it going to work? That is quite an achievement. And then the, the, the test happens. And what happens a couple of minutes later um, in the cinema after the, they test the atomic bomb? you feel like you were there. You feel like you were in the, the deserts in New Mexico when they tested the bomb. It's just absolutely stunning. That's incredible. So it's three hours, so go early uh, to the yeah. film. Uh, but it's, it's, and it's very, very good acting, isn't it? They're oh already talking look, about Oscars, aren't look, they? This is the role that Killian Murphy deserved. And for me, like, there's all this talk now that he's finally leading man. He's always been a leading man oh, to yeah, me. Yeah. The man has just been honing his craft for over 20 years. And like, this is going to sound pretentious. I don't see Killian Murphy as an actor. I see him as an artist. Oh, that's, that's But right. I was very, yeah, very worried about him. Yeah. Very pretentious. But I was worried about him when I came away from the movie because, like, he steals every single scene, can I just say. Uh, Even when he's sitting in the background of a scene, he's stealing the scene. Like, this is an immense amount of work from him. But, like, it's so... You're just anxious for him. It's like the Irish mother and me kind of walked away and I was like, God, I really hope Killian Murphy is okay now. I hope that role didn't take too much out of him mm. because he just absolutely encapsulated the, the character of Oppenheimer. You have West of Ireland worry, don't you? I do. I, I don't do. like the, <laughs> I, I'm afraid of the bit where you said you need homework. I, I because I'm a super fan of the Rest is History podcast and I, I avoided their mm-hmm. Oppenheimer story because I said, Oh, they don't want to ruin the film if I find out too much about him. No, but, and I understand that and I know what I said. You know, you shouldn't have to do homework before you go in to see a movie. And Christopher Nolan and the actors, they do do a good enough job. Obviously, what you know what's going on. I think maybe that was more a personal thing for me that I would have liked to have done a little bit more homework. I knew like maybe 10 to 15 percent of that particular period of time. And I think I would have enjoyed it more Mm. had I known exactly kind of what was going on. But maybe that's just like a personal Film, so yeah, think about me. It's a good film, and, and Christopher Nolan is the ultimate film snob, isn't he? He he's shot this on seventy millimeter film and says it should be watched like that. And you can watch it in Ireland, can't you? In, in the, the IFI. IFI, that's how I saw it. And they it have the incredible. actual film. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing, absolutely have an amazing. Yeah. Film. not the. But yeah. they have a, a f- film reel, whereas everything else is not. So um, from that then to um, <laughs> to to Barbie. It's almost like going from, uh, you know, a, a dark grey mushroom cloud to a pink cloud of fluffiness and, and <laughs> fun and, and frivolous frolics is the only word to describe it. Yeah, I went to see Barbie last night and uh, yeah, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. So I think we're at the stage now, there's been how many weeks and months of marketing around Oppenheimer and Barbie? And I don't know about you, mm-hmm. but I'm just so glad that I got to see the movies, that it's done now and we can all move on with <laughs> our lives. <laughs> um, like, look at my nails, Oliver. <laughs> yes, you look were at wearing my nails. pink nails. Pink and glittery nails. Yeah. You know, uh, I can't believe I've been influenced, but I have. The clips on the screen today are pink. So everyone yeah. is, uh, that it's gone into our heads. And you know what, isn't that fun though? Isn't that fun? Like last night at the screening, like people were dressed up in pink. People were having 
around a couple of drinks for themselves. It's something fun to celebrate in a summer mm. that, well, the weather hasn't been exactly great. So anything, you know... There's been a lot of misery around. A lot so, of misery. So anything that could bring a bit of fun and a bit of crack for you and your mates, well then, I'm all for that. Is it the antidote to a miserable summer Barbie though? It is. Or is it a big ad? It's not a big ad. No, and I'll and I'll argue about that. I see, I did not grow up with Barbies. Uh, I wasn't a Barbie girl, so I wasn't going into this movie full of nostalgia for my childhood or anything like that. And Greta Garbig, she does a really good job of it not being a complete and utter ad for Mattel. Okay, so mm-hmm. she manages it to pull. She does, Because she's, yeah. she's well-known feminist director of... Exactly. Uh, Lady Bird and Little Women. Yeah. One of the, the little... The, 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 the definitive one now that everyone really enjoys. Mm-hmm. No, okay. Oh, you're doing <laughs> not a film. my favorite one. You're not doing a film critic one. thing, yeah. you see. Yes, yeah, so you are mm. a film critic. Sure, whatever um, you think, Oliver. To, to uh, unlearn all the lessons I learned from uh, Greta Gerwig, who's worked. Did you wear pink last night? Ask I a woman what she wore. I actually, and this, I promise you, I didn't do this on purpose because because I was coming into work afterwards, I just threw on a comfortable black jumper and a, a pair of black pants. <laughs> so I kind of looked like Oppenheimer Barbie, um, <laughs> more so than anything else. Um, Billie Eilish Barbie, she's on the soundtrack. She is strangely. on the soundtrack as well, yes. Yeah. Soundtrack is fun. Is like it? It, yeah, it is um, really fun. There's a, the, everyone remember Aqua Barbie? Aqua yeah, Barbie I'm a from Barbie mid 90s. I think so. Uh, Nicki Minaj. Let's have a clip of Nicki Minaj's version. Stop playing with them, Riot. And I'm bad like the Barbie. I'm a doll, but I still want to party. Pink felt like I'm ready to bend. I'm a 10, so I pull in a can. Like Jazzy, Stacy, Nicki. All of the Barbies is pretty. All of the Barbies is bad. It girls. And we ain't playing tag. So it's more sampled in the background. Yeah. They, they're not going to teach them the uh, 90s version of, of Barbie, it seems. Um, is it, it's, it's a comedy. It is a comedy. It is extremely funny. Is there a plot? There is a plot, actually. Um, so Barbie and Ken are living in Barbie world where everything mm. is perfect and everyone is happy and women own their houses and the Kens kind of, they go along with what the Barbies want to do. Uh-huh. And then Margot Robbie, who plays Barbie, uh, she suddenly gets uh, an existential crisis and starts thinking about death. And then she develops cellulite. Uh-huh. Uh, for the stereotypical Barbie, this is just, this is end of the world stuff. So mm-hmm. she has to go to the real world to try and remedy the situation. Oh dear. And Ken, played by Ron Gosling, goes along with her. So she has to find her uh-huh. owner in the re- real world to, to try and um, solve this issue so that Barbie world idea. doesn't implode. And obviously the real world is... is completely terrible. Horrendous. The real world is horrendous and they discover that. They discover that Barbie isn't exactly liked and celebrated in the real world and um, she also discovers that there's a patriarchy that exists but Ken also discovers this and brings back all these ideals to Barbie world and you know all chaos kind of breaks out. But and they go back. Been pretty cool. They yeah. go back to Barbie World. They do where, indeed, oh, okay. yeah. yeah. And Ken brings all his new ideals of all the men that he met uh, in the real world. And, you know, honestly, if I was a man sitting in the cinema last night, I would be feeling very uncomfortable because men don't really? come out of it looking great. Yeah. Oh, so the feminism is intact in Greta yeah. Gerwig's But I will world. say, and maybe this is something that I shouldn't say after coming out of a, of a movie about Barbies, is that Ryan Gosling is the star of the show for me. As Ken, he is so funny. I, I wanted more of him in the movie. Um, and I think this is an incredible role that he's taken on. And like both Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling, they knew exactly what they were doing with this movie. It's a mm. movie that's very self-aware. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of gags in it where, you know, they're talking to the camera and they know the ridiculousness of the spectacle that is Barbie. But it is very funny. I mean, it's it's got mixed reviews, hasn't it? Uh, and one of the reviews, I think, is that the, the film about Barbie has ended up being the Ken show. Is there going to be a Ken spin-off, I wonder? 
Well, I don't know if they're going to be. Well, I mean, there, there is definitely, it. yeah, there's potential for it. Um, I don't think that's the message that, that we should take away from it. But that's just my honest opinion. Ken, Byron, played by Ron Gosling, was, was my favourite character in it. And I wanted to. Margot Robbie was perfect as Barbie. I mean, she's just, she's stunningly gorgeous and she's mm-hmm. an incredible actress. And she played the stereotypical Barbie. That's her actual title, by the way, um, in the movie. And she played it brilliantly. And there was moments of it that, you know, there was nostalgia and there was moments of it that were actually kind of heartrending. But it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. So don't go in with like major high expectations. Yeah, okay. Like the way I describe this is if you, if this was dinner, if we were going to dinner, um, you know, Oppenheimer is an absolutely opulent taster menu where you have to go and sit on the couch afterwards, pop open the top button of your trousers okay. and just let everything kind of digest, digest for a couple of hours. And then dessert is Barbie. You know, mm-hmm. so anyway, you have to do the homework. So if you're into your homework, well, look, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I sound like a nerd now when I'm saying that. I think that was actually, I think I'm projecting no, I think my a, own kind of ideals onto this is one of the best film reviews I've ever experienced because <laughs> oh, you really? know exactly what to expect. And it's like, is this for me or not? Uh, Ryan Gosling steals the show as Ken. This is a song, so it's kind of a musical, isn't it? There are songs, there is musical numbers are, in it, yeah. Okay, uh, so this is Ryan Gosling, just Ken is the name of this yeah, track. It's brilliant. Doesn't seem to matter what I do. I'm always number two No one knows how hard I tried Oh, oh, I, I have feelings that I can't explain Driving me insane All my life been so polite Cause I'm just kidding Anywhere else I'd be dead. Is it my destiny to live and die? <laughs> He's just got you're, yeah, you're, no, really you're enjoying into this. It, yeah. yeah. And like everyone was just roaring laughing in the cinema last night as well, <laughs> you know. So everyone appreciated exactly what Barbie is, you know. So Is it uh, can you bring your kids to this? I would say I thought about this afterwards and the Barbie movie it's adult themed. And it's 12A is the IFCO rating. Yeah. I mean, you could bring, you know, your 12 year old to it. I'd imagine a lot of the topics would go over the head of a 12 year old. Visually, I'd imagine it'd be amazing for them to sit in the cinema and watch real life Barbie, mm-hmm. you know, watch their toy Barbies come to life on the cinema screen. Yeah. Um, but I would say, I would say leave the kids at home and just go with your mates. Yeah, that's what I'd say. But look. Isn't that what everyone's kind of talking about? It's, it's a kind of Prosecco night uh, into the cinema. How long is Barbie? It is about two hours, I think. Yeah, that's a good bit now for kids yeah. you know, less than 12. Isn't and it? if I was to be deadly honest, if I had like one, well, there was a couple of flaws, whatever, but it was definitely just, a, it didn't need to be that long. Okay. Yeah, it didn't need to be that long, but still. Barbie sagged in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I've, I've broken all the rules again. Uh, so Oppenheimer, and if you're doing stars and all that crack, no, Oppenheimer was because you're a real film critic. I'm uh, a real King. So let me let me give you. Yeah, no, I'd say I said five initially, and then I was thinking about. It. I'm going to say four point five because I would have liked to have seen more of the development of Florence Pugh's character and Emily Blunt's character because it was a lot of men talking to each other for three hours in Oppenheimer. Um, and I yeah. think that Emily Blunt didn't get, she kind of came into it at the end of it. But at that stage, it was kind of too Sounds late. Sounds like a missed opportunity there. You know, it? because she's incredible. She's an amazing actress, as is Florence Pugh. Mm. So that was just kind of my perspective of that. Because First Man, which is the film about which Ryan Gosling plays Neil Armstrong. And everyone thought it was very boring. But the female characters are very well drawn in that. Mm-hmm. I, thought, I don't know if you saw that. Um, Nylon Pimlico says, spare a thought for Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> So I had a Cindy. So I didn't have a Barbie. Oh, right. But I had one Cindy. 
And, you, and then the rest of the time I played with my brother's G.I. Joe men. But uh, yeah, yeah, poor Cindy. <laughs> Cindy's sitting somewhere in a dark room, <laughs> you know. Someone says, think about it, Oliver. You're doing a review of the new Oppenheimer film about the creation of the atomic bomb in an RT radio studio, which is underground <laughs> and probably designed to broadcast to the Irish nation in the event of a nuclear attack. Oh my God, I never so thought of that. Yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, be down here now. <laughs> I don't think it's going <laughs> yeah. to... Even if someone spilled tea upstairs, you'd, you'd nearly expect it to come, come through. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I think there was actually a place in Athlone that was designed as a bunker for those situations. I, I remember kind of doing vaguely this um, a, a while ago. As I say, with no research whatsoever, it being Friday and I'm relying on you entirely to know absolutely everything about Oppenheimer. But I'll find out in my in my homework that I have to do. I'd say Oppenheimer would be a good morning film on a wet day so that you still have the day left afterwards. Oh, morning film. Oh, you go to eight o'clock showing, right? You're going to have half an hour, 20 minutes of ads. It's going to be all over by half 11. It should be like, you know. I guess, do you know what? I think it'd be a good midweek movie. Midweek? Yeah, midweek. A good yeah. midweek movie. Actually, here's a question I meant to ask you. How did you feel at the end of Oppenheimer? You kind of morose and... Yeah, I felt anxious. Um, I thought about it for a good couple of days after I saw it. Again, my main concern was about Killian Murphy and, and is he okay? Yeah, um, he lost weight for this role. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, you know, he really took on the role as Oppenheimer. And you see, I've got a complicated relationship with Killian Murphy because he actually looks like my brother. So aside uh-huh. from being a fan of him and his work, I've kind of got this weird, warm affection towards him as a person because <laughs> yes. he reminds me of my baby brother. Yeah. So add all those layers. <laughs> you have sibling love for Killian Murphy. For Ki- yes, I do. It's, it's the high place. cheekbones and the blue eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were, would you rewatch either of these films? Let's say in a year or two. I would like to go back. And watch Oppenheimer, and I definitely watch Barbie again. Oh, you're both. Yeah, okay, both. So, all, it's, yeah. It's, so everyone wins in the end. Yeah. Do we? We have time. Do we have time for a Barbie song? Probably not at this stage. No, no commercial. But we'll, we'll do. We'll do it next week because it'll continue on anyway. Marketing. Kira King, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been uh, great. Uh, Thank it's you. wonderful to see you here as the chief film critic now um, <laughs> of, of this show. <laughs> we take a quick break. Back after five one five five one. That's the text.